Brad, thanks for the time, man. I want to start, before we get to this week's game, going back to last week. Obviously, a heartbreaker right at the end against the Bears in Week 1. DeAndre Swift has the game-winning touchdown in his hands and drops it. How has the team in the locker room responded and rebounded from that, that crushing loss in Week 1? Well, Brian, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. It's just you and I have watched so many Lions-Packers games over the years. We've watched the Lions compete in the NFC North. And we're so used to seeing what we saw on Sunday. And I think uh, I had a friend from Chicago text me and say, what's the mood in the city? And ask me exactly kind of what you said. Like, and what are the players saying? The city has grown used to it. They've grown accustomed to it. It's almost like this, okay, Lions season started, here we go again. But we asked Matt Patricia about that attitude, about that what was me attitude, how do you not let that seep into your locker room? And he said, honestly, he talks about it because coming from New England with such a winning environment, he said he's very aware of how people perceive things on the outside about Detroit, and he has to tell the guys it's only on the outside. It's not in here. We're all individuals trying to do our own job, and so that's the message he tried to drive home with his guys. But he also said this week, Brian, that there are guys in the, in the room that are in, in new roles and big roles that have come in just for this season. But for a guy like Matthew Stafford, a guy like Taylor Decker, um, starters that have been here year after year, that are so used to seeing this losing culture in these, in these fourth-quarter comebacks from other teams, you'd have to think it's got to seep in. I think this week will be a big test because the schedule only gets tougher for the Lions. Yeah, it's so interesting too, Brad, because last year in particular against the Packers, the Lions literally led for 120 minutes and lost both football games. Do you think going into this year that gives them belief that they can beat the Packers, or is it more of what you were talking about where it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're almost waiting for something bad to happen? I think it's a good question. I think um, even Matt LaFleur saying, what, this week, that uh, winning those two games last year was a miracle for the Packers to do it against the Lions. I think, actually, this comes at a perfect time, this, this game on the schedule, because I was at Lambeau last year, and I, and I asked Trey Flowers the first question after the penalty um, that ultimately resulted in the Packers winning that game, and he was absolutely furious. So while, while, while NFL players will tell you it's just another game, you know this one means a little bit more to them, especially how they lost last year and where they were at the beginning of the season. That Lions team was playing really, really well to start off 2019. They gave the Chiefs a run for their money at Ford Field. Um, they were capable of scoring points, and before Matthew Stafford went down, that team was doing good things. They looked really, really good. And if you remember how last year started at Lambeau, there was a flea flicker. Matthew Stafford really, really thrives in the Daryl Bevel offense. So I think this game comes at a perfect time because if there's ever a chip-on-your-shoulder type of attitude – It's the Lions facing the Packers after the way they lost twice last year. Brad Galley of WXYZ in Detroit joins us here on WTMJ's opening drive. So, Brad, we know that Kenny Galladay, uh, star wide receiver, a little bit dinged up for the Lions. Uh, Jeff Oduka, their their top pick in this year's draft as well, uh, missed week one. Uh, Number one, do you think he's going to play this weekend? And then if he does, man, what kind of mentality do you bring into the game as a rookie corner going up against Aaron Rodgers? So not only a rookie corner, not only his first start against Aaron Rodgers, he's never been to an NFL game in his entire life. So what a wake-up call to to be introduced to NFL football. They drafted him third overall, Brian. Um, They know what he's capable of. He is an absolute bookworm. Um, He's a student of the game. Everybody at Ohio State that played with him, guys across the league like Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver from Wisconsin who the Lions drafted, um, they had so many compliments about each other. Everybody around Okuda says he absolutely has gotten better. He's still a rookie cornerback. We've seen in the last few years some top cornerbacks make big strides and make immediate impacts for defenses, but I think this will be quite a baptism by fire when he steps in here, especially with the first game. We've seen a lot of guys 
start the season with hamstring injuries. But with Okuda starting now, um, his first NFL game, I don't know if he's actually going to start, but at least playing in his first game, he's going to be used a lot. It's not like he's going to get a lot of breathers because the Lions' secondary is really banged up. So it'll be an ultimate test for a guy that the Lions have a lot of belief in. And if you remember, they traded Darius Slay, an all-pro guy, away knowing that Okuda would likely be there at number three for them to take. And when a lot of people said it was a reach, they really defended themselves, saying that they needed a shutdown corner, a guy that they believed could be a real quarterback of their defense at that position. They have a lot of belief in Okuda, but I think it's going to be a really really big test for him on Sunday. So one of the weaknesses, Brad, of the Green Bay Packers that I think the Lions might be able to exploit uh, this afternoon is the run defense. I mean, it's been a well-documented problem for the Packers for uh, a couple of years now. What's fair to expect, in your opinion, out of a 35-year-old Adrian Peterson? A lot. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really funny you say that because a week ago, um, I think people were surprised that Adrian Peterson at 35 was still rolling and doing what he did. But Matthew Stafford said he saw it up close just immediately from the first day that he stepped foot in Allen Park, he goes, whoa, there's a respect factor that you have when a, when a future Hall of Famer steps in the building. But to see him put the pads on and immediately step in, absorb the playbook. He knows Daryl Bevel's playbook. He thrived under him in Minnesota when they worked together, um, was an all-pro every single year that he worked under Bevel. Um, but to step in and make an immediate impact like he did, I think it says so much about Adrian Peterson. But also, I think it's a great call by Bob Quinn, the Lions GM, to sign him. Um, knowing that even with on Johnson, a guy who now is in his third year, has been banged up a little bit, but has shown promises or shown you know signs of promise, and then drafting DeAndre Swift in the second round out of Georgia, um, they have depth at running back, and that's not something that the, the Lions have been able to say for a while. And to your point exactly, I think we'll see today um, Adrian Peterson getting a lot of carries, like we saw a week ago against the Bears, and I think there's a lot of room for success. To your point exactly, I think the Lions are going to try to exploit it And I also think T.J. Hawkinson, the second-year tight end, who was the first-round pick in 2019, I think bodes really, really well to try to open up that run game. The Lions went at him a lot in Week 1. They said they had a lot of plays designed for Hawkinson. I think they're going to design a lot more. And you know when you use that tight end, that opens up the play action, and all of a sudden the run game can open up. We saw that Thursday night with what Cincinnati and Cleveland were trying to do back and forth, back and forth, and how much it opened up the Browns run game. I think the Lions want to utilize Hawkinson as a weapon that also will spring free Adrian Peterson. Last thing for you, Brad, and Brad Galley of WXYZ in Detroit joins us here on Opening Drive. Uh, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur said some really nice things about Matthew Stafford earlier this week and uh, you know just how well he's performed over the course of his career on some teams that have maybe underachieved. Uh, I'm curious, from a Detroit perspective, when it's all said and done, how is Matthew Stafford going to be viewed by that city? That's a great, great question because there is, I don't want to say a divide. I think more, more so than ever before, people respect Matthew Stafford in this town for what he is and what he's done. Um, but throughout his career, like there kind of is across the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? And, and you're judged by your wins in an ultimate um, decision for a lot of fans. And so I think as time has gone on and you've seen the pieces around Stafford kind of move and not really succeed, people have grown to understand this guy's really good. And he's kind of reinvented himself through different, different offenses, different offensive coordinators. And to bring up the point that I made earlier, Daryl Bevel's offense, I think, really springs free the deep ball for Stafford. And I asked uh, Matt Patricia this week, I said, there weren't a lot of deep balls in, in week one. Was that by design because Kenny Galladay was out? Or was that a product of what the Bears were kind of offering up on defense? And he kind of danced around the question and just said that, you know, it was, it was Monday. They're going to look at the tape and see what where they need to go. But honestly, 
you know, Brian, for them to stretch the field against that Packers defense, like I said, with you know trying to get TJ Hawkinson involved, trying to get the run game going, Matthew Stafford has a strong arm. I think they should utilize it. And I think when it is all said and done, I think Lions fans that don't respect Matthew Stafford right now will go, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize how good we had it. I think he's going to be a guy who plays for another four or five years. Um, he's made that very clear. He is nowhere near the end of his career in his eyes. In my eyes, he's the best quarterback maybe in Lions history, but certainly in my lifetime. I have a lot of respect for him. I don't think people in this town in Detroit give him enough credit. Um, I think in the NFC North, it's so tough when you see Aaron Rodgers do what he does on a weekly basis, and, and Stafford said that this week. He's got a ton of respect for him, but um, I've talked a lot about it now in, in explaining it, but I think people should respect Matthew Stafford if they don't already.